Welcome to Real Moms 2 Podcast. Let's face it, nothing will test you more than the moment you become a mother. Yes, that includes stepmoms, adoptive moms, foster moms, all moms. Believe me, we know. Being a mom can be one of your greatest joys and your biggest headache. This podcast is two real moms discussing real life issues and situations we face throughout motherhood. Expect to laugh and cry, but most importantly, expect to relate because if you're nothing else in life you're a real mom too this is your girl alana parks and i'm here with my co-host sia chekwa remember if you love what you hear leave us a five-star rating on apple podcast and if you really really love us leave a comment also don't forget to follow us on instagram facebook and twitter at real moms too that's t-o-o Today's episode, we interview our first Latina mother, Miss Sandra Guerra. Good rolling of the R's. <laughs> Thank you. Sandra has a very interesting story about struggling with infertility and conception. And oh my gosh, I, I don't know. I don't want to tease it too much, but definitely you guys are going to love this. You will. It's very inspirational. And I believe every woman will be able to relate to her in some form or fashion. Yes, definitely. Enjoy the show. As we said, we have a special guest today, Miss Sandra. Sandra, you're going to have to help me with your last name, (laughs) though. Guerra Lizarraga. Sandra is from (laughs) Peru. Yes, from Lima, Peru. Okay, Lima, that's the capital, correct? Yes. Look, I know a little bit of geography. <laughs> so we Well, welcome to the show. Thank yes. you. Thank you very welcome much. Welcome to Real Moms 2 Podcast. Sandra has such an amazing story. Honestly, she probably can relate to every mother listening, not listening. Indeed. She has been through it all, and I can't wait for you guys to hear from her. So, Sandra, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself? You're from Lima, Peru. I'm sure I messed that up already. <laughs> Lima. <laughs> Lima. <laughs> How many kids do you have? How old are you? And what brought you to the States? Um, I'm 40 years old. I have five kids. I had six pregnancies, but I decided just have five of them. And uh, well, my life was always on Lima, Peru, until I met my first husband. That okay. was after I had my two fr- Two kids. Okay. My son, I have it with my first boyfriend. Of course, my first time I got pregnant. Oh, <laughs> this oh. is the first time I've heard this kind of story. I've heard I this a couple cry. of times. I did because you know I wait forever. I wait until I was 18 year old to go to the OB by myself without my parents and get on birth control. So I wait six months on birth control for have sex. It was everything planned. Oh my god! And the first time that I got se- uh, have sex, I got pregnant. Wow. Yay. Yeah, I hear that, ladies. Even if you do everything right. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. It so happens. So before we get into uh, your motherhood story, what brought you to the United States, your husband? Mm-hmm. Well, after I have my two kids, uh, I met my husband on okay. the airport, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going with my friend because she went to pick up her online boyfriend. Oh. Uh-oh. So uh, my husband was um, was his friend. So okay. my okay. friend didn't have any, she, she didn't know any English at all. Me either at that time. <laughs> <laughs> it was worse than it is now. But <laughs> at least, you know, I know a little bit. So um, 
that's how we went to the airport and I met my husband there. We get married after four months. Wow. Um, I actually, my baby, my second daughter, the one that I have in vitro, she was like four months old. Wow. So, and then um, our life's supposed to be in Lima, Peru. That's um, that's one of the reasons why I got divorced because he told me he cannot quit his job in here in United States. He will have to move to United States. So we moved to United States, and then after two years that I learned English, I realized that he could move to Peru, just he didn't want to. Oh, oh wow. wow. So he was an amazing person, but I, it was a lie. So I just asked for the divorce, and he gave it to me. It was e very easy. He's still my best friend now. Oh, good. He's That's still good. on Christina's. That's the name of my second daughter. She's still on Christina's life. Um, mm -hmm. He see her every weekend. He's just her father, so it's I never cut that relationship, and that's how I came to United States. Uh, the first city that I moved here, it was on Newark, Ohio, the east of Columbus. Uh -huh. Ooh, ain't nothing there, y'all. <laughs> oh. Gosh, I feel like I was Laura Ingalls. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> that show? <laughs> I was like, I just see little homes, you know, <laughs> and beers, and it was just like, I came from a big city, something like... Maybe a combination between New York and Chicago. Okay. That's oh, now yeah. the capital, yeah, but with a beach. So yes, yeah. yes. In it no was snow. Nice. <laughs> In no snow. I came in January. That's oh, like, oh, my no. goodness. Actually, he, he was not right for that. <laughs> it was the first month that I get here. It was in January. So by February, we received the first electrical bill that it was $1,000. Oh because I didn't wow. know about heaters. In my country, we don't have heaters. So I put oh that thing wow. on 90 degrees all the time. <laughs> Because I want to be warm, you yeah, know? And yeah. they used to be in my house with long sleeves or pants <laughs> or socks. So me and my kids would be with shorts and teachers and the and 90, 90 degree. degrees. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that we have to pay for that. You know? I didn't know anything about this country. So it was a, a big learning curve, for sure. So you came here with the three children. No, two. Two. And Just before we go there, then even, what is the age range between your children now? Oh, they're not the, my baby, and my favorite children, because he is, is uh -huh. 21 year old. He's Sebastian. Then came Christina. She's 14. She's the one that I have in vitro. Then Valentina. She's 10. Then Noah. He is three. And Mateo. He's two months old. Mateo, so oh he my and Sia goodness. both love Jane the Virgin, and <laughs> that's her son's <laughs> name, by the way. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I realized that after I get out from the <laughs> hospital. <laughs> this is what happens: you get on maternity leave and you start watching binge yes. watching shows, and that was my binge watching show. Yes, well, each one of the name of my kids was picked for the for the first one, like Sebastian pick Christina, Christina pick Valentina, oh. Valentina pick Noah, Noah pick Mateo, and uh, oh Christina Valentina so cool. pick Mateo. So. That's Aww. such a cool way to name your children. I love that. We had a naming, we had an episode about naming kids, so I like that idea. That's really <laughs> cool. Um, so you said a lot. You said that you had in vitro. Yes. Okay, why did you do that? Well, when I have my first child, Sebastian, mm -hmm. and... It was a complicated pregnancy because I didn't know when it started. When I realized I was pregnant, I was 16 weeks by wow. the ultrasound. And the blood test says that. So I knew it was going to be a boy. I knew everything that day. Wow. Um, then far along, it was the 40 week and he didn't born. So it was 42, 44, 46. 
I was about oh to give my goodness. Birth you said 46 weeks. 46 weeks. 46 weeks. So let's recap, y'all. <laughs> First time having sex, she gets pregnant. <laughs> After taking birth control, waiting, doing all the things right. Then she goes to for her. I'm assuming something was something off. Like were you just like missing a, no, pre- yeah. a menstrual or you something? Know, menstrual hadn't come. I just was thinking. I realized that I didn't have my period for a couple of months. <laughs> so, so you're like, hey, let's go check this out. So you get to the doctor. They tell you that you're 16 weeks and you're having a boy. Yes, that's Fast a lot forward. of information. Yes. And how old were you then? I was 19. Wow. wow. Okay. So <laughs> 46 weeks. So what is that? 30 weeks later, <laughs> no baby still. No baby still. And my country have a very good public um, health. Okay. So the hospitals, if you work, the hospital is paid by your employees. So you don't have to pay anything if oh you want wow. to use the hospital. Okay, Rilus, you hear that? We're moving to Peru. <laughs> 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 and then, um, but I decide, you know, 46 weeks, I decide to get a private doctor. And yeah. just pay whatever I have to pay for somebody take the child out of me. So the public hospital wouldn't do anything? They will do it if there is an emergency. I was okay. My health was okay. They do ultrasounds. Uh, placenta was 100% good. The liquid was 100% clean. So there was no reason for them to bring the baby they don't Except that you were 46 weeks. (laughs) (laughs) At the same time, a lot of times this stuff is guesstimated, too. That is true. Sometimes they are It could have been give or take. But still, I wouldn't think it was past no more than 42 weeks. After the 42 weeks, he started, um, then said the baby was macrosomatic, so it was big. Um, oh, but microsomatic. Yeah, that's how I think that, that will be the translation oh, because so in Spanish is macrosomático. So okay, so he was big, a big baby. Okay, and then um, when I well, finally I hired a private one. I get into you know he just told me go to the hospital, say it hurts, and I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I did after have my hair done in the morning, <laughs> my pedicure, my manicure. I will have a C-section, so I have to be ready. Yeah, uh, I um, mean, we all do that now. <laughs> yes. Everybody gets their hair. I know at least us black ladies, we like to get our hair appointment at least two weeks before 36 weeks, just in case that baby decides to come early. And it is funny because obviously I was 19. I didn't know nothing about it. And when I get to the hospital, so then get me in, then check me in, blah, blah, blah. I, that day I was, I eat like a crazy because the hospital food sucks. Yeah. <laughs> so I Same eat like here. a bunch <laughs> of things, like two plates of food and uh-huh. uh, salads, desserts, now everything that I can eat. That's not good for a C-section though. Yeah, but I didn't know that. Oh. So okay. oh. they oh, come yeah. over with a little thing that you're, they put in on your behind to clean your stomach. <laughs> and when they ask me, you know, what you have to eat? I say, just a diet soup. That's it. <laughs> Nobody's going to put that thing there. Never. <laughs> Nothing there. <laughs> so uh, they say, uh, she say, okay, it was fine. Um, so I get on my C-section when the doctor opened me. He said, I can see your diet soup. <laughs> and I say, okay, just keep going. <laughs> and my son was born. Wow. And he was uh, full of hair. He was huge. Like, forget about all the newborn clothes that I bought. I wow. just have to buy new clothes for him. Wow. He was the first boy, and in my country, that's a big deal. Oh. So. How, and the boy being a, is a big deal because. Because he's the last name that I will oh move forward. Oh, yeah. So even okay. if, I, if I am a girl, I can 
speak my last name over my husband's last name. In this case, my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So I did it. All my kids are Guerra. Okay. Oh, okay. No, they never take my husband, any of my husband's last gotcha. name. So, and my father was very machista. You know, he's mm -hmm. from Peru. <laughs> He's so like, oh, this baby having my last. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Uh, he just have one boy, and he was afraid that the boy will have a lot of hairs like he did. <laughs> 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 makes sense. So you had your son, and then you said you have five kids. So after mm -hmm. you had him, then what? But when they opened me, they discovered that my unicorn uterus, um, it have a medical name. So the it. American name, everybody, is unicornuit uterus, which yes. we had to YouTube, Google everything <laughs> to get the pronunciation because it's a different kind of word. So what did they tell you it was? Yeah, basically they told me your uterus is like a house and it have a door. So the door now is closed. You couldn't have more kids. You wow. cannot have more I kids. I cannot have more kids. They told me that you won't be able to have more kids. I said, well, it's okay. You know, I was 19. I already have, I have this baby that I have to deal with. I was thinking it was okay. So six years after, um, my son asked me for a sister. Oh. And I was like, you know, your son asking for a sister. It was six years that I didn't have a, a partner sibling. or boyfriend yeah. or anything. I just went to school and college have to pay for an apartment in my country you normally don't do daycare you pay a maid to live with you oh, oh wow that sounds lovely though oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so lovely and so i have to pay for the maid that live with me and i just didn't have time for my private life so yeah. i decided go in vitro because a friend of mine was bringing all that method to my country so he said i can you know like try with you i will uh, he charged me very cheap for the in vitro because he wants just the publicity that how it works and everything. So wait, wait, Paul, go ahead, see. Mm -hmm. So, a friend of yours knew someone that would be willing to do an in vitro for you. But it was we an OB. Okay, but he just bring it the all in vitro. Oh, he's bringing a new my thing. Country. Oh. Yeah, it was a new so thing. New thing. Oh, okay. okay. So wait, so, so I'm, I'm already like, wait a minute. So your son asked for a baby, and you said, "I'm gonna get this little boy a baby." Yes. You were amazing. Yeah. Nice. I, I don't want him to have four siblings, you no. know, so I <laughs> you don't didn't want, want him to be alone. I don't want him to be so alone. So a new OBGYN was bringing in vitro to Lima. Yes, to Peru, actually. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you found out about him and you said. Well, I decided to contact him. So I contacted him. I said, well, you bring this new method, you know, like you can try it with me. I can be a good publicity. I have a bunch of friends and you can use my story. And yeah. wow. you know, we can help each other. He said, of course. So can you find me a doctor like that to <laughs> give me a breast <laughs> lift? So he probably. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't think you could just. I don't think that's yeah. going to happen here. <laughs> nice try, Alana. <laughs> uh, so basically, he probably saw your case as like a challenge. Yes, okay. I have to explain him. You know what? It's not that easy. I have this condition. That's the reason why I ask you to do it. And he said, well, yes, it's a very weird condition. And the problem with that is like because only one tube is connected, you have to wait to ovulate to that side. All oh right, wow. so okay. ladies, let's, yeah, let's, let's pause. pause. <laughs> okay, so unicornia uterus basically just means you have an abnormal uterus. You have one functioning fallopian tube. That's mm -hmm. how I understood it. Understand it. Mm -hmm. Now, it can affect you different ways. Um, some women 
are able to get pregnant, but maybe they have a miscarriage or maybe they preterm have labor. a preterm labor. Um, basically, you have one working tube. So just imagine. And, and I the also uterus is yeah, I also smaller. read that, that some of the times the uterus can be smaller than a, a average size because uterus. Well, in my condition, I have just like, the uterus is like a cow head. I just have half. Gotcha. Oh, head. wow. And <laughs> if that half is connected to that field. So you only have half a uterus mm -hmm. connected to one fallopian tube. Yes. And I have my two ovaries. But, you know, whenever I just um, ovulate from the left is when I can get pregnant. If that can happen once many, you know, between many years. Wow. So I read that I this condition, that. Um, it's, a birth defect, like it's from yes. like a birth abnormality. Yes. Okay. Yes. So did they tell you that there was any treatments? They just told you, you can't have kids, that's no. it. When they opened me for my son, basically they opened me and they told me, you know, you have a house and there was a door, so the door now is closed. That's how the doctor explained it to me. Wow. In Spanish, but that is a terrible description. <laughs> yeah. It's a terrible description but and it's kind of traumatic. Yeah. Um, it depends. Yeah. I already have a child. Yeah. And you were 19. That, you know, let's be realistic. I didn't want to. That's why I take <laughs> care of <laughs> So I was okay with that. Okay. Yeah. But then when it happens that he asked me for a sibling, is when I realized, oh, shoot, what am I going to do? Okay. So that's when my OB doctor told me, we can try. Yeah. But we have to monitoring, you know, when you're going to um, ovulate on mm -hmm. the left side and all that. So... He said, let's try it once and see what happened. Because that is not like now, you know, like very, yeah. like they can predict everything right. now with machines and blood and everything. In that time, you have to do ultrasounds, 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 ultrasounds. So, and the first month that he will try the MB, he would try the ultrasound, I was ovulating from my left side. Wow. So, so it worked out. <laughs> yes. I have a week to find a donor, though. That I didn't oh have planning because, goodness. you know, he <laughs> yeah, said it could take, take forever. <laughs> so explain the donor process. How do you find a donor? I know here it's basically like picking out a catalog. How is it? Well, <laughs> <laughs> in my country, it's a little bit more like precarious. Mm -hmm. uh, I have to, I, I was very blessed that I have a friend that looks like me. And that was perfect because, you know, <laughs> because my daughter, I don't want my daughter with blue eyes and blonde hair. And I'm like, Mom, but where it came from, you know? It's like, I didn't want that. I want somebody that looks like me. Yeah. Because, you know, if we look like me, we look like him. Doesn't matter. We're still looking like me. Yeah. So um, is it expensive? Did you have to pay for? for be a, in my country, for to be a legal contract, it have to be money between. So oh. I have to pay him. Okay. So you found a friend. Now. You came up with a contract, paid him, mm -hmm. and went with the in vitro. Yes, he was all okay in one with week. That. All in one week. Wow. He was okay with that. He it told me like that I movie. can pay him. <laughs> 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 Sandra, the movie, okay. And he was very nice about it. And okay. he was already half a couple. He ha he was in a relationship, so I just told him, you know, don't worry about it. I I never going to bother you on anything. We want to have a contract. And the contract also says that I cannot contact him or he cannot contact the child until she's 18. Mm. Because oh, so he, do he doesn't have a relationship until she's eight. Until she pick have a relationship with him or he have to wait until she's 18. That's okay. how the, okay. 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 That the rule works. It's actually back then it wasn't a law. It was just a rule in the contract. Okay. Oh, wow. And so we did it. 
And the first time that the doctor just tried a very, very basic in vitro, you know, he get the sperma, put it in, I got pregnant. Instantly. Instantly. Wow. So you went after from you're a unicorn, you uterus is really a unicorn. <laughs> uterus. <laughs> so how did you it. feel when you found out you were pregnant? Well, I was like, yay, because I don't have to pay again. But <laughs> then I got to have a second child, you know, explain me how, because everybody told that it would be very difficult. But he said, well, you have a house. The house have a door that it was closed, but it have a window. <laughs> so we are using this window. This is not going to happen again. I said, okay, well, yeah, I'm perfect with two kids, right? So yeah, I girl, don't want boy, to do it anymore. In and out. So he told you that this was just a one in a million chance that it was going to work out. Actually, he says that it's one in the three millions that women wow. get pregnant on the first in vitro. Like, it's very hard. Using just one egg and, you know, the basic in vitro that they yeah. did. He did mm. just put it in, basically, yeah. when I was ovulating. He don't even get the egg out and did it outside and put it in. No, he just did the very basic one. Um, after that, when on my C-section day, that's what you were saying. Like, I couldn't have a, um, my daughter, Christina, born when she was 34 weeks. Wow. Because of my condition. Yeah. So, um, when she born, she was so little. Like, mm -hmm. so little, little, little. But she never needs incubators or anything. She was just strong enough. So you had her. Everything's fine. Mm -hmm. She just was born a little early because of your um, abnormal uterus. Then you said you have five kids. So yeah. how did the other pregnancies go? Were they natural? Or did you do in vitro? How did that? Well, after it the... the um, they confirm what my OB said. I okay. have a daughter, I have a window, it's not gonna happen ever again, and actually my uterus, now with the second, second C-section, have too much scar, scar tissue. tissue. Oh, okay. So I say, okay, you know. I move forward, I met my husband, he had a vasectomy, so that was great. He don't want more kids, I didn't want more kids. It works perfectly, I moved to the United States, I get divorced, then I met uh, my daughter's father uh, we never get married but we live together we have a very serious relationship he didn't want kids I said okay perfect I cannot have it so <laughs> we're good he was 40 year old and he know he knew what he wants so after like six months of relationship I I just get sick like very sick I was throwing up even if I breathe I will throw up oh my god it was disgusting and <laughs> We went to the hospital and we realized that I was pregnant. They make the pregnancy test and say, I'm no, I'm sick, I have a virus, please. Just <laughs> give me some antibiotics. I'm not pregnant, you know, I have a condition. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'm not pregnant. Okay, we just have to do it because we have to do it. Yeah, whatever. So <laughs> I did and I was pregnant. So how, what did they tell you? At this point, you're in the United States. What were your OBGYN telling you? about how you were able to conceive naturally again. Well, nobody never finded out why. They just don't know. I they think you were getting know. the same message, though, from here versus Peru, though. Everybody's like, this mm -hmm. is kind of like, wow. Yeah. So nobody know how it happens. The it likelihood of this happening this many times is like, is that even possible? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, have they? No idea, really. Uh, I never did I mean the study. It's clearly possible. I've been very blessed, let's put it that way, but... um. We, Valentina, 
And Noah, I have hyperemesis gravidica, I think it says. Like, you throw up everything. Oh, yes, I've heard of this. What's it called now? Hyper what? Hyperemesis, I think it is. I'm not going to lie. I was blessed with all three of my pregnancies. Is this the condition where you're in the hospital often for dehydration yes. from yes. vomiting? Yes. Yeah, I pass this. out all the time. And oh it was wow. just crazy pregnancy, scary, my third though. pregnancy, yes. And... Well, Valentina born when she was 36 weeks, 35, 35 and a half, actually, she born. She was very little, then realized, um, I went to the hospital because I thought it was a stomachache. Right. And then say it was contractions. I said, no, it isn't. But I never knew what it was contractions. I never give birth like natural way. They always take the babies out. Yeah. So, uh, and I say, okay, whatever. So the doctor say, you will uh, stay, and tomorrow morning the OB risk will take some of the liquid. If she's ready to born, she will born. Okay. So, okay, whatever. You know, I was thinking it was just a stomachache. Mm -hmm. So in the morning when um, Mike, her father, come over to the hospital, then call the OB, and then get ready everything to get some liquid from me, and the OB turn, and she was very, I was very scared because see her face like the way she looked to the nurse mm -hmm. like say do you open everything the nurse says yes and she say no she have to go to surgery right now the baby have no liquid oh, oh my gosh and mm -hmm. the baby the heartbeat it was very slow so mm -hmm. they have to take me to the ER uh, to the OR um be before this happened, at night, when I was on the emergency room, I went to the nurse and Mike to the bathroom. And I was telling her, you know, my pee is too much. I'm peeing too much. It's burning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. And it smells weird. And she said it just was my IV. Wow. But I was peeing there, but I didn't know, you know, like, yeah. how the yeah. water broke yes. thing works. So, so y you had no idea because you've never delivered vaginally, vaginally. No. but something was wrong and you didn't feel right and they didn't listen. Yeah, the nurse said, no, it's just your IV. So, yeah. I believe her. I, mm -hmm. went to, I went to the room, I sleep until the next mm -hmm. day, and that's why the baby was without liquid because I broke my water and it the was night before. It was like 12 hours. hours. Wow. And then Valentina born and she had to go to the NICU. She uh -huh. was with pneumonia because she, bre she breathed, breathed too much some of yeah. the liquid that it was oh left because no. she didn't have enough liquid. Um, so was that a vaginal birth or C-section? No, that was a C-section okay. too because she was 36 weeks. Yeah. No, she was 35 and a half weeks. So, yeah. so did they say that anything, any of this had to do with your unicornia uterus? Yes. They told me we since, but since Christina, well, supposed to Christina was the last one, right? So Correct. I asked why I cannot have like a regular way. You already passed seven years after Sebastian. And then say that my uterus never going to do labor. Mm. Wow. So, so your your uterus can never actually like go into labor physically? Mm -hmm. Well, my uterus never have more than one kid, but there you go. So <laughs> <laughs> but they told me that, that um, and then told me with Christina that that's the reason why Sebastian were so far along. Yeah. Because my uterus never going to it do the labor. It never oh. contracted. It's, so never so never it's, not, full, it's not big enough to do the contractions and get the baby out. So that's why you never knew anything mm -hmm. because your uterus was abnormal, not having contractions, and you weren't 
didn't go into labor. So had you not paid for the private doctor, where they just let you keep going? I know, right? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm imagining some point, like, I was I was miserable because I have the stretch marks because yeah. of that. After the 40 week, the baby grows. I like tell get out people of outside. that all the time. It's something about going full term that mm-hmm. takes my skin to another level. <laughs> <laughs> like yes, but the doc- one of the doctors told me that after the four 39 week, actually, the kids, the baby grows like they are outside. Oh. So your body, your body's not ready. Your body's to not ready for I'm that. I'm Girl, this is your story. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So, what was the difference between delivering in the U.S. and then delivering in Peru? Well, um, it was just different. In Peru, they take no better care of you, mm-hmm. but they are like more um, afraid that something can happen. Mm-hmm. Here in the United States, it's just like, okay, I will give you some morphine, I will give you some opiates, and you can deal with the pain. Wow. So they seem more maybe um, empathetic in Peru. Compas- yeah. yeah. Compassionate. Compassionate, empathetic. They are like, are you okay? They care. It they give like they you more, more Tylenol. No, another kind of medicine, but kind of more Tylenol, you know, they help you deal with the pain. Here they just will give you some Vicodina you have to deal with. So it's more that. like... Um, procedural instead of make like tailoring it to you yes exactly yeah. like that it is That's very like oh well if you have pain give it by god and then if you have pain let's find out why you have pain it makes sense and that. that's a big thing that people are discussing in the country right now about maternal care especially after the birth of a baby especially for women, women of color, color. Mm-hmm. as soon um, as you said that the nurse didn't listen to you not i just, have yeah. similar not just experiences color. let me tell you hispanics too yeah. yeah, like well, first well, of all, we I consider y'all. <laughs> yes, y'all, y'all are people. Latinas, <laughs> women of color. Yes, <laughs> there is a mis- a huge misconception about that. Then see you like, I look like you know I l- I'm Peruvian, but they everybody will think that you're Mexican. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they just assume you're Mexican. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Mexican is a totally different culture than Venezuela, than Peruvian, than Brazilian, than Argentina. Yeah, it's just different. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they believe. Like the black women, that are, we are more strong than the white people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, we, you know. We hurt too, y'all. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a reality. Pain is pain. Yeah. Yes. Pain is pain. Uh, we, you know, well, I didn't push, but I have the same C-section like any one white and woman and would have. And now you're third one at that point, too. So and you have a, a condition, so it yeah. requires monitoring. Yeah, yeah it, it's different. Uh, you can tell. You can tell how different it is even in the, you know, how the nurses take care of you. Yeah. Like, think, well, good thing I have my insurance. Mm-hmm. I have everything, but they always, you know, like when you don't have an insurance, they've been asking you, what, your insurance didn't cover this, your insurance didn't cover that. <laughs> what do you care? You will bill me. Yeah. That's <laughs> none of your business. What is my insurance? Why every day you have to come over and ask for my insurance? Yeah. <laughs> You gonna send the bill. Yeah. You know you're gonna. They, you know you're gonna get that bill every yeah, time. It's, it's crazy. So you had three pregnancies with yes. this condition. By this time, how are you feeling? Like, how is this even possible? Well, I was done. <laughs> I was done, and I asked for my two allegation because you know I was done. So did you get it? I get it. Okay. Well, actually, with this pregnancy, my OB told me you don't need it because the scar tissue that you had now is worse, and your tube is just how you say block. Okay. okay. So it's not going to happen again. Now look, um, you're like, look, I didn't heard that before. <laughs> 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 and then, well, actually, well, years passed and met my husband, my third one, and he won kids. 
So obviously, you know, I have my three kids that were grown up. Mm -hmm. I was in that great position financially, emotionally. I say, okay, at this time, I want to have a kid. I don't want a surprise. Yeah. So I don't want to <laughs> pay for it. I really want to have a kid. So I talk with my OB. She say, okay, it will be a four C section. We can do this. Let's check how you are doing, you know, because she remembered that how was my pure. Well, for my fourth child, you know, we w let's started with a contrast uh, ultrasound. So let's see, everything has everything working. So when we started do the ultrasound, she realized that, you know, my tube was closed, was totally blocked. Wow. The liquid didn't move anywhere. And she said, you will not able to have kids. And it's hard when somebody told you that, even if you know it, you know, like yeah. somebody told yeah. you your face, like you cannot have it. Now that I really want to, I was with my husband. I don't know how was my crying. But my doctor started crying. Oh. The assistant started crying. Oh. The other OB assistant started crying. Then called to a f second doctor, the OB risk, and he started crying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how much I cried that day, but she said that my crying was so deep, like it just everybody wants to cry with me. Oh, mm. wow. um, but she said, you know what? I am OB. I know a reproductive doctor. Let's you know, send you to a reproductive doctor, to a specialist. And that's what she did. So I went to the reproductive doctor, and very expensive doctors in this country. So <laughs> <laughs> and we have all the tests done. And a funny fact that nobody told me that I couldn't have sex with my husband 24 hours prior his sperm counting. Uh -huh. So when we were there, they said, well, you know, we have news. Your husband have a low count of sperm. And <gasps> I, was, I was feeling relief at that right moment. Because it was his fault, no matter. Right. You're like, hey, this yes. is on him. So, you know, <laughs> and then the doctor asked me, you didn't have sex for, you know, three days prior to that, that test, right? Huh? No, I had sex that morning. <laughs> 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 he said, oh, wait, we have to do again that test for oh your husband. So when they redo the test, he's, he's supposed to, the guy's supposed to have like 35 millions in mm -hmm. order to pregnant someone, and my husband have 40 million. So, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad because everything came back to me again. It was very hard because I really want to have this baby. And he was single. He had no babies. I already mm -hmm. was blessed with three. Yeah. So um, we talked with the doctor, and he said that we can do in vitro. But because of my condition, they have to do all the follow-up ultrasounds every 15 days. And I have to take some kind of a uh, blood test to see if I'm ovulating or not. Okay. And nothing of that is covered by the insurance. Wow. So everything is out of pocket. Wow. And also he saw the ultrasound with contrast that my OB took, and he said we have to clean that TOP. That is also surgery that is not covered by insurance. So mm -hmm. was this all really expensive? Yes. Everything around, uh, everything, including the cleaning of my tube and the ultrasounds, um, the blood testing. He said that it will be, well, he know, the lady on the front desk. He yeah. said, well, it will be approximately $35,000, no counting the, vi the in vitro itself. Wow. Jesus. Wow. So I saw my husband, you know, and I told him I cannot do this to my kids. Like, take yeah. that much money from them. It's like, just we have to get divorced and you can meet someone that can give you kids. <sighs> And how, how did he respond? Well, he said that he already had three because my kids are That's his beautiful. kids. That's oh beautiful. He said he don't need more kids. He don't want a divorce. And that made me so happy. Yeah. So, so happy. And then at the same time, friend of us uh, have a baby. So we went very often to see the baby. Oh. Did that help kind of? Did it help or make it, or make it worse? It worse? 
it helps on the beginning, but then when the baby started to throw up all the time and cry, 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 I said, oh, God, I don't want to go back. <laughs> 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 thank you, thank you. Yeah, I made him do it, you know. I made him, come on, you have to carry the baby. Inside of me, I want him to feel, you know, you I want don't want to get that anymore. experience. Yeah. That's beautiful, though. Like, it's when we're married, too, and we always talk about some dads. A lot of people think dads don't want those experiences with mm -hmm. babies, and a lot of them really do, and that's kind of awesome for you to kind of allow him to that have that moment. From my, But also, he realized that he don't want to throw up, he <laughs> don't want to cry. <laughs> Valentina was already three years old, my last baby, so that that part was over that part was over diapering potty training everything was over so yeah and then we'd say okay perfect yeah we don't we are not going to have more kids and that's perfect let's travel let's start a travel so that was our plans four months after that i got pregnant <laughs> was this through <laughs> the in vitro no i just got just pregnant supernatural like supernatural <laughs> You heard you, have, you heard how much sperm you had, right, girl? <laughs> <laughs> and I, it was crazy. I went to the hospital again. I said, I have a virus. No, I'm not pregnant again. <laughs> and they said, well, we have to do it. Believe me, I'm not pregnant. <laughs> so, and I have fever at that mo for my no. son. So I knew it. It wasn't yeah. pregnancy. But there you go. I was pregnant. That's a beautiful it thing. It was feeling. a beautiful thing. It was really like everybody was just so excited for yeah. Or no, no. So I know you were excited to get pregnant, but how did you feel like after the excitement wear off? Did you start getting concerns about how your uterus would respond or yes. carry the pregnancy? Well, my first concern one, I would start to get sick for the hyperemesis thing. Uh, okay. And that's why I was sick. I have a hyperemesis with that pregnancy too. So Hypermesis, um, okay, yes. And when Valentina was really hard, I was working on the call center. It was my first oh. year in the United States. So she's working in the call center. So yeah, Ooh. I was, yeah, thank you for calling. Just, <laughs> 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 like, just like vomiting that. every two <laughs> seconds. It was horrible, but, you know, it was my job. They kind of moved me to do anything else, and it was that. That wasn't <laughs> taking care of the phones. So you can see my supervisor sometimes holding my hair. And oh, my goodness. Just, just my whole time was in China. How were you able to work? Because I heard that the hyper mess is brought up Varian, I think it's Gravidica, I think it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, can almost make you be hospitalized. Well, yes, but it was my first job in the United States. So I didn't have any maternity leave, any oh vacation time, gosh. anything. And I know so that company I you're working for. They don't play. I will <laughs> lose my job. You so know? How were they like lenient or they were like, no, we don't care? No, they were very nice. Okay, mm -hmm. that's uh, good. But because my boss was from Ecuador and all my bosses were Latinos because we were on the um, on the bilingual side. Oh. So, you know, that is totally different. Yeah. And maybe a white guy, maybe call HR, you know, I say, take this woman <laughs> from here. <laughs> but that's good because you kind of felt like you had a community. Yes. And you, people understood where you're coming from. Yes. But it almost sounds like, too, that you kind of pushed yourself even. Yes, I have to because besides, you know, like Mike, Valentina's father can assume everything financially. I have another two kids and Correct. I never would put up the weight of my two kids and somebody else. Mm -hmm. I never did. Not even with this daughter, not even with any of my kids. Uh -huh. The weight of my kids are my kids. I don't believe on child support. Mm -hmm. I don't receive child support from any, any of the fathers. I don't care about it. 
I always think if tomorrow they died, I will get screwed because I already come with the money. <laughs> <laughs> that's so. a good way to put it. You never want to have to depend on someone else. I get that. I, feel I mean, that's my point of view and really works with my exes. I bet it does. I have like, <laughs> it, they don't realize that then assume more money, no assuming the child support. Because, mm. okay, I will pay for everything because they think that I'm doing a favor. Oh. They're doing me a favor. I have heard that. So I if they're not that. paying child support, they just want to help buy because they don't want you to be like, okay, never mind, change my mind, putting you on child support. Because it's that easy to just go downtown. <laughs> yes, it is easy. So you had, um, back to the fourth, fourth child. Mm-hmm. You were happy, we're excited. Oh, yes, Everybody yes. in the happy and the house is praising you. Yes, in this time, my doctor told me he's going to born this day. We don't want to have a surprises. And oh. So you were scheduled a C-section for okay. uh, the 36th week. And okay. everything, how did the pregnancy It go? was perfect. Awesome. You know, I had awesome. my hair done, my, <laughs> <laughs> my pedicure, and I could have wear makeup. And <laughs> I had pictures of my C-section the first time ever. Wow. Um, it was very nice, and, and everybody was there. And your care in the hospital, was it better or the same? It was the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always was the same, actually. Mm-hmm. So it's no okay. difference. I, my doctor, she's like the best. She will come for you. Yeah. She's an angel. But they're she's there for the delivery and then they out. But she's not like that. That's what oh. all my friends told me about it. But no, she will come back next day. She will come back day after. Awesome. And she will give you. She will see you in the office three days after. That's, That's amazing. Beautiful. Let me yeah. get her number. She's <laughs> we know I have postpartum depression. Wow. wow. So she's the one who walked me through my postpartum depression. So how did you n- know that you had postpartum depression? Is this your fourth or fifth? When my fourth kid. Okay. Well, you read things, right? You think, oh, this is a postpartum depression because of the symptoms. Like, I don't want to, I just want to wake up from my bed to go to work. That's it. I, once I came back from work, nobody can separate me from that bed. Mm. I don't want to eat. I don't want to cook. I don't want to do anything. So my kids started going to restaurants because I won't. I won't cook at all. Just I don't want to stand up from my bed. And I saw those symptoms, but then I was thinking myself, Sandra, postpartum depression, really? You didn't have that when you was nineteen and broke, and now that you have a husband, you have a beautiful kids, you have a house, you have everything. You going to have that? No, it's not a postpartum depression. So well. you talked yourself out of it. You d- were in disbelief that you might yes. be depressed. And just think, too, like, this is the fourth kid. This is the one that, that you, you prayed wanted. about. Yes. This is the one you wanted. I, c- I can only imagine. And so how long did it take for you to... Um, it was until he was, like, actually one and a half year that I went to the doctor, and the doctor told me, you know what, let's put you on medicines. Mm-hmm. And let's see how it works. She yeah. She treated very good. She told me... Even if it's not postpartum depression, won't do nothing on you, just a little headache. Uh-huh. But if it is, you will notice the difference. Mm. You wow. will notice the difference two, three days. You will notice the difference you we told me, and then we're going to treat it better. And, and it happened. And I was very sick with the pills that she gave me, very, very sick. And I don't know, Simbalta, I think, was the name of the pills, mm. something mm-hmm. like that. And... It made me very sick, so I didn't want to take those pills anymore. And then she gave me Prozac. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the point that she gave me Prozac, that pill 
I don't know if you guys see on the commercials and in the bottom say you have suicidal thoughts, contact your doctor. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they 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 do a laundry list. Oh my god. Side effects. I know exactly get. how those feel. You feel so numb. Mm. Mm. Like I was feeling so numb that I you think like you see your kids, you know, walking around, you don't want to noise, you don't want anything, and you feel like you don't deserve it here. Mm. You don't, it, uh, in my case, you know, you don't think about kill yourself. Just you think about you shouldn't exist. Oh. Wow. So it's almost like if I'm not here, it won't matter. It won't matter. Exactly. So do you think that had anything to do with all the traumatic things that you had with your pregnancy? No, I think that was the medicine because oh. it was on the third date of the medicine. Wow. So I told my husband how I feel. Like, I see, uh, it's stuff started crying, you know, like, it's stupid. I, I'm, I just want to don't be here. That's, wow. how, that's the phrase that I use. I just don't yeah. want to be here. I don't want to kill myself. I don't want to kill my kids. I have no time for it or think about that. Yeah. But I just don't want to be here. And he said, it might be the pills. Why you don't stop the pills? Mm. I That's the so great that you had him as an advocate, though, yeah. too. They two days after, you. all the feelings were gone. Wow. wow. So how did your friends or family feel? Did you ever tell them about the postpartum? Well, in my, my family was very, in my country, is different. Cultural mm-hmm. is different. Cultural, the postpartum depression or the depression is just for rich people that don't do anything. Wow. Sound like sound like us, don't they? Rich people that don't do anything. You know, you don't ha- because if you are normal people, even me, that I have a mate and everything, if I need something, I have to go walk to the store, to the corner. Of course, you don't have to go to Walmart. You don't have <laughs> to go <laughs> just you go to somebody's garage that there is like a little market, like a minuscule market, but you will find chicken and you will find cigarettes. Uh-huh. So you will find everything, everything, since chicken to cigarettes to sometimes even shoes. But it's in that somebody's house garage. Uh-huh. And so you do all that. Every day you have to go to the market to buy fresh food. You know, you don't buy one week of supplies in Kroger, nothing like that. So people is very active. Mm-hmm. So why we call this like a rich people sickness? Because the rich people is the one that they have mates, they have chauffeurs, they have everything. They really don't want to do anything. Mm. Mm. So they are the ones that who feel depressed. Ah. Wow. So that's, that's so your family thought. Yeah, I my you came to the and U- also the United States and something's wrong with you. Then <laughs> confuse depression with sadness. Oh, I can I could see how a lot of people may even think that like I'm because we talked about mm-hmm. this before. Sometimes we just think, oh, I'm a mom. I'm supposed to be stressed out. I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. overwhelmed. I'm supposed to be like this is normal mommy stuff. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's not. It isn't. And so they confuse depression with um, depressive. So my mom said, boy, if you feel tired, don't do anything. It, that was a big mistake from my husband from the beginning. When everything started, you know, I said, I just want to be on my bed. Okay, be on your bed. He mm. was, he, tho- he thought that he was, he was helping, helping me. Mm. Just being on my bed, just relax. Mm. He didn't know he was pushing making my it depression. Like almost making it worse. Yes. Yeah. So you so you took the two medicines. They didn't work. Mm-hmm. Wh- when did you? Well, when I feel like I fell with a Prozac, um, I told him that I need you know I need help. So I went. I talked with my OB again, and she said, "Well, let me give you the name of a place," and I decided getting a program for two weeks. And wow. and after the program, how did it helps me a lot when you go to those kind of programs. Really, 
it sounds awful, but what it helps you is see that there is a lot of women that suffer worse things than you. Yes. Wow. So that helps you a lot. Like, okay, I'm depressed because I have a child. She's depressed because she might be abused or, mm. wow. you know, that's horrible. But that's what it helps you, you know, it makes you feel stupid. Yeah. Like, no, really? No, no, it makes no, you I feel like I can relate to someone else. It's not just yes. me. Because you uh, feel stupid, like you think it's a little besides what she is going what she through. has. Yeah, she's yeah. Going yeah through, but it so. wasn't little. Right. It was something. But I see what you're saying. Like we play the comparison game so much, but yes. we don't realize like what is for me is for me, mm-hmm. good and bad. It was perfect. The program works, and then, then. Then told me how to find my triggers, you know, and yeah. handle oh. them. What to do if I, you know, if I feel overwhelmed or if I feel stressed out. But that was a problem that I never feel of overwhelmed. Of. I never feel stressed out. My depression was very hormonal. So then also my OB, besides that, she started, you know, do a lot of testing. She realized that my vitamin D. So everything was hormonal. Welcome to Ohio, <laughs> where we don't get any sunlight. <laughs> and you probably missed that being in right. Peru and then coming here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my thyroid was messed up too. So if you are sick with the thyroid, that's the same symptoms as a depression. Wow. I had no idea. Which that one? Yes. Wh- thyroids. Thyroids. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you. It's my accent. Thyroids. Yeah, it's if anybody else was struggling. And <laughs> it is crazy. She said like it was like a point two something over my thyroids, but he will point me on the centroid, on the thyroid medicine. And when I started the thyroid medicine, that's it. Everything changed. Wow. It was better than any depressive pills. Wow. You have to find that reason why. In my vitamin D, for some reason, I take 10 millions, but I never can just live on my vitamin D. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so we have four babies, and now we have, how old is your youngest? Two months. Two months old now. Was that a surprise one or? <laughs> After no, no, you know, the doctor say, okay, Sandra, this is not going to happen again. I can see you. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have you heard this? <laughs> Three so far. <laughs> so it was like, okay, you know, I'm closing this. You don't want to have more children. No, I don't. You know, take away whatever you can take away and I don't care. Just close everything that you need to close. Mm-hmm. And we were agreed on that. So two years ago, I deal with the postpartum depression for two years. Finally, I was free. So I have a big boobs, like enormous <laughs> boobs. <laughs> so I decided to go ahead and have a surgery for have them. You know, oh. I will I will do whatever it takes to just have my life more simple. Mm-hmm. I become minimalist. Minimalist? minimalist? Yes, okay. minimalist. Ooh, I, I learned about that. Like, uh, with the food, I, you know, I'm more like organized with food because sometimes we bought the bunch of things that we yeah. never use. Yeah. Yes, Good old oh Costco, yeah, Sam's Sam's salad with this thing. Never gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm starting to organize my life more. Mm-hmm. And I realize I have four kids, so I need to have my life organized. Correct. And then uh, after that, after I have my boobs done, I paint the extra so he can have my nipples done and everything <laughs> will look perfect. <laughs> FYI, her daughter's <laughs> <laughs> that made her She choke. just choked on some water. <laughs> you know, if I have the boobs reduced, I better have, you know, after feed three kids. Yes. You had it's to like reduce and <laughs> everything put back how you wanted like it to look. That makes sense. <laughs> so I say, you know, let's put it together. I will pay the extra. Just do it. And <laughs> everything was perfect. And how it was. One day, 
I was at the house. I have to take this medicine, and they recommend us a uh, pregnancy test before the medicine. <laughs> so I have like a bunch oh, of sticks. Oh gosh, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I have a bunch of sticks from the dollar store. I don't even care have a good kind anymore, <laughs> you know. So from the dollar store that I will pee before I take this pill because I have a really bad, um, bad back problems. So, and when I was doing the stick, you know, I pee, I throw it away, and. When I throw the stick, I realize that I can see too many lines, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you were trying to throw in the trash and you saw, yeah, like, hold like, on. You know, when you do, like, you beside <laughs> just, your face. Just you know, toss it. Whoa. What do you have too many lines? <laughs> <laughs> so, and I pick it and I saw two lines. And I mean, no. <laughs> so I get another stick. Of course, I push myself because I already have done my pee. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so I say, okay. last drop out. And it was positive, so I called my husband and I said, no, I'm lying, that happened that way. So I, that day I have uh, dinner with my two best friends mm -hmm. because we always have dinner like once every three weeks or something in somebody else's house. It, this time it was my friend's house. So when I get there, you know, I say, guys, I have to talk with you. <laughs> and my girlfriend say, you're pregnant. <laughs> 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 How they started laugh because it's one, my friend, one of them is boy and my girlfriend. So, and my boyfriend, he started like laugh. <laughs> I said, no, yes, I am. What? <laughs> <laughs> ah, they're both are doctors. Wow. Oh. So they know everything about everything. All about yeah. your health and stuff. So, yeah. see, no, how? No, no. Yes, no, yes, <laughs> no. <laughs> And then my husband called me, you know, to see if I made it okay with the kids and everything. I said, yeah, I have to talk with you later. Are you pregnant? <gasps> I'd have to talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say over the 40. Yeah. Say, oh, man. <laughs> okay, so when I get home, I told him, yeah, I'm pregnant. <laughs> How? Why? But he was very... At this point, something that I skip. Um, when I was about to give birth Noah, the doctor asked the question you know mm -hmm. like if something happened because all the complications of my yeah. uterus who we need to we need to pick it will be Sandra or will be the baby mm. Mm. so and of course I picked the baby of course as a mother and yeah I mean it was selfish because I didn't think about my other three kids it's not selfish but um Jose Matt says no my husband says it have to be her because oh. we have three kids. Um, the doctor says, this is just a question that I need to ask because of her condition and nothing's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Just I need to know. Okay, well, nothing happened, obviously. So with Noah, when I went to my doctor, uh, well, I called, you know, hi, you know, this is Sandra. The office know me because <laughs> you've been I've there been a lot. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sandra, how are you? Oh, well, I need an appointment with Dr. Arbona. A oh, follow-up? No, I'm pregnant. What? <laughs> <laughs> No, you're not. Yes, I am. <laughs> she said, okay, well, let me check the schedule. Can you be here tomorrow, 10 in the morning? <laughs> I said, yes. <laughs> so I went there, you know, I was thinking they're going to take blood, like uh, that's what they yeah. normally do, or PP test. <laughs> and they say, no, go to the ultrasound. I want to see. I want to see it. <laughs> we said, don't okay. believe you. <laughs> so when I went there, I was six weeks pregnant. Wow. So it was already heartbeat, and she said, well, she was afraid that maybe, yeah, I was pregnant, but it will be like outside where it's supposed to be because of oh the yeah. scar tissue. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
But she said, well, it's in the perfect position. Yeah, it's viable. Yeah, it's going to happen. Oh, it's going to happen. This is so beautiful. <laughs> so you're excited, <laughs> but then you're like, story. oh, no. And I asked her, this will be my fifth C-section. It's going to be a C-section. Are you going to make me give birth? And she <laughs> said, no, it's going to be a C-section. No worries. <laughs> it, it is okay. And, you know, she just was everywhere like me. Like, okay, we need to do this test on, this test on, this test on. And I had the genetic test. Um, because I have a sibling with a Down syndrome, and my okay. husband also have a sibling with uh, with a Down syndrome. Oh wow! So when we have no no, we we thought that we were very blessed that you know nothing mm -hmm. happens. It's no so it's not a hereditary condition, but it can happen if right. it happens. Right. So we know I was already forty. I want to be sure that you know. Yeah, makes sense. Like he came with two legs, two arms, full brain. Mm -hmm. And things like that. So I I have all those tests done. I didn't tell my kids like in the first time. I won't tell them until I have all the results and see that it's a good baby. Uh -huh. And I also thought about, we decided with my husband, have an abortion if something is wrong. Because first of all, in this country, we can afford it. Yeah. Mm. Second, of course, we want to have an abortion if it's something like related with his brain, you know, mm -hmm. like... That probably Something was a tough conversation, too, though, to It have. was. So we won't do it if he don't have one leg. We don't care, you know. He don't mm -hmm. have one arm, we don't care. But if he have something like will affect his life more than a prosthesis, yes. it's not going to happen. Mm. And it was a tough conversation, but we have it, and we decide don't tell anyone until we have all the tests done. So we did it, and each team came back, you know, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. If I show you the result for the genetic test, like, it was, like, 35 pages of wow. different conditions that they yeah. changed genetic. Because I have done even the ones that I have to pay. I'm still paying for those. It was, like, $4,000 for those. Wow. But I needed to know. I didn't yeah. care the price. I needed to know. Mm -hmm. So, um... But after everything was okay, we have the ultrasound on the 12 weeks, you know, he was perfect. You can tell already that he have two arms, two legs, and mm -hmm. everything was okay. We decided to tell the kids. And the kids were like, I see them, you know, I I say, I need to talk with you. This is very serious and blah, blah, blah. My son told me after that he thought that I will say something that I have cancer or something like that. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 but then they realized very quick, like, are you pregnant? <laughs> Again? <laughs> Such a blessing. I say no. yes, right? I say yes, I am pregnant. What? How? How far are you? All the questions. That one of my daughters, she almost passed out. <laughs> and my other daughter was jumping like she knew it for some reason. Oh. And my son was more concerned about my health, you know, yeah. like he yeah. was already 21, so mm -hmm. 20 actually. And. We talked, you know, we didn't tell you before because of this. We were sure yeah. that the baby's okay. It's a hard pregnancy. I have to take care of me. And, you know, like, we have to stop doing a lot of things, blah, blah, blah. And everything moved forward. So, um, so how did you, so fast forward, you give birth, everything was okay? Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> my, mom, my mom never came for any of my pregnancies to United States. Mm -hmm. She just, my sister came a couple of times, no, more than a couple, like five times. And my sister told my mom how is Ohio. So my mom is a city woman. <laughs> <laughs> she said, there is no taxis, there is no buses, I'm not going. 
And so um, finally she decided to come, just for two weeks, but she decided to come. So she arrived here on April 1st. My C-section was scheduled to be on April 3rd. And so also I live in an apartment complex that some of the units have four bedrooms, exactly what I need. And they mm -hmm. say, we have one available, but you have to move on April 1st. Oh, oh my, my gosh. I say, I have my C-section on the third. I have three days to move. I will do it. I don't care. Because if I don't take that apartment that moment, I have to wait another seven years because that's how much wow. I wait to for that apartment. Wow. So say, no, we're going to move. Doesn't matter. No, the doctor say, I don't want to move anything. We're going to move. I don't want to touch anything, but we're moving. Y'all going to move. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so my mother came. We were on the moving. So I was um, just installing these stupid charts on the wall. And I fell because the chair just <gasps> slide and I oh fell on my, my goodness. excuse me, I fell on my back. My mom was there. I can see my mom while the time that I was failing, you know, like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and she was, ah. <laughs> <laughs> like slow motion. Yeah, why didn't you catch me? <laughs> and my mom just was yelling, of course, they want to call the ambulance. They want to yeah. do all that. So I say, no, just let's go to the hospital. So we went to the hospital, then uh, then um, they said that everything was okay, really. And nothing was hurting on anything, but Good. then my right side started hurt. So, and they do an ultrasound, and they discovered that the placenta, that the placenta was abrupt, or something like that. Oh. Like it was like detaching. The placenta oh, wow. from the was baby. Yes. So from my uterine wall, actually. So then say the C-section was for tomorrow. We're going to do it today, mm -hmm. period. And doctor came over, you know, she asked the same question. And I look at her, I know what she's going to ask. And I started crying and told her, you know, it have to be me this time. Mm -hmm. oh. No, no, it's too little and it have to be me. Yeah. And everybody started crying. She started crying. It, the doctor was very nice. That's she great. told me it's nothing gonna happen, and you know everything is okay. We have everything under control. She have an for this for when Nono born, she have an extra OB on the room. Okay. okay. When Mateo born, she have extra two OBs on the wow. room. Wow, makes sense because mm -hmm. of my condition. Yeah. She says it's a lot of scarishes she have to go through, and right. they have I to remove the tube. It's not tube obligation anymore. They have to remove the thing. So then, when I get on surgery with Mateo. They put the first, they did the first epidural mm -hmm. on the room. And for some reason, the right side was okay, but I still feel in pain on the left side. Woo. So we went to the OR and then put another epidural there because it looks like the one that it was there, it wasn't good. Oh mm -hmm. So goodness. we went, that was the nurse anesthesiologist who uh -huh. did that. So we went to the OR, I there was the anesthesiologist. So he did another one, and when they started poking me, I said, what are you poking me? And the doctor said, you shouldn't feel this. Yes, you poking me with your two fingers. I, <laughs> it hurts. Don't <laughs> poking me. And they said, but Sandra, you shouldn't feel this. Boy, I'm feeling it. Yeah. So then came the director of the anesthesiologist and do a third epidural. Goodness wow. gracious. And then uh, at this point, you know, they set up everything. They have to take everything away. And sit, you know, like I have to be sitting on the side of the table. And they do the third epidural, and I still feel in everything. They say, why are you poking me? Now you don't pitch me. You are poking me. <laughs> so don't poking me. It hurts. Sandra, no, it cannot be like that. Because the other option was, the fourth option will be that they have to 
intubate me and sleep. Wow. Mm. But I was too much anemic that the doctor don't want me to sleep because she want um she want to know if I feel dizzy, if I'm yeah. losing too much blood. So my doctor was just wait five more minutes. Just wait five more minutes. Just wait five more minutes until the point that I because you should you're supposed to don't move your legs when you are yeah. with that yeah. kind of anesthetic. So yeah, you can't move it. Like it was going back and forth, back and forth. After three epidurals. Yes. And yeah. it was some point that Okay, I say I feel I started feel them heavy, and there was like couple minutes after. Okay, I cannot move them. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> 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 My doctor ran everyone and then put everything together in like in. It takes like half hour really. It was the longest section that I ever have. Um, then take the baby out. So it was the point when they um, have to do the tuba ligation. So she took like an hour for that. She couldn't find, you know, she couldn't go through all this scar tissue to do that. Yeah. But at the time that she was going through that, she noticed that the tube that I didn't bore with, the one that it wasn't there, started growing. What? So she's saying that her <laughs> rudimentary horn, which is the fallopian tube that is not active, started or that to was grow. Supposedly not there, started right. to grow. Yeah. Started to grow. So the first thing that she says, Sandra, you know that your other tube is growing now. I say, what do you mean it's growing? Cut it off, you know? <laughs> like, what do you mean growing? <laughs> like, yeah, it's growing. Wow. Um, for some paperwork in San Anz, you know, you need to have authorization for the tuba ligation. So she didn't have the authorization to do the Take ligation the on the right, just yeah. on the left. Oh, my goodness. I would have said, give me the paperwork. <laughs> so and she just look at my husband and say, Josema, you're going to get a vasectomy. <laughs> Even if I have to pay for it, I don't care. You're going to get a vasectomy. Um, you are a superwoman. <laughs> and if nobody tells you that, I want you to know that Real Moms too. you have blessed me so much. Yeah. And to hear your story, you're going to bless so many moms. And just thank you for your vulnerability. Thank you for enduring everything that you have endured. Yeah. And I just want you to know that it wasn't in vain because you're going to bless so many moms when they get to hear this, and I'm getting emotional now. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the crier, but you're going to make me cry. <laughs> I, just, I just want you to know that like sh hearing your story, I know so many moms will relate to so many aspects, um, and even though it was difficult, I, I really thank you for coming. Um, but before we go, I definitely want to ask you, um, looking back after all that, hearing no... You can't have kids. No, it's not possible. Um, if you had to give someone that was dealing with similar situations some words of advice or encouragement, what would you tell them? Well, um, I mean, it sounds might sounds cheesy for some people, but you know, it's God's will. Okay. I mean, Amen. I it's like everybody told me different. Everybody told me that it couldn't happen. And I have, well, actually six pregnancies, but one of them, because they put it on your head that you couldn't have it. And I decide in that pregnancy, I have an abortion between my second and my third child. Mm -hmm. um, even, be, you know, you think that, okay, you have a condition and now I seen with an abortion, I never going to have kids, but God still blessed me with three more. Wow. So it's like, I'm just so grateful for my kids, even like, I'm here by myself, I have no family in this country. 
like my family came and visit me but maybe once a year maybe sometimes it's been two years that nobody's coming over until my mom came this year and it's very hard be by yourself in the country and have a kid and it w- how the rules works here daycares are so expensive mm-hmm. you cannot have a maid because it's more expensive and you feel a lot of times you feel so alone just you have to you know trust like it's god's will and everything's going to be okay mm-hmm. don't do wrong things if nothing wrong is going to happen with you it's just my motto is like everything goes around so i think like i always i always help anyone that needs my help mm-hmm. and i think that's why i'm being blessed with my kids and also i believe that god with my last three kids God didn't bless in me. She blessed the fathers. Mm-hmm. Because with Mike, she never wants kids. And now she has Valentina. Valentina is his whole world. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's too much sometimes, right, Vale? <laughs> 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 it's too much. He wants to be in each second of his life. And he lives one block away from my house. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like he is present in each second of her life. Beautiful. And with my husband, he was a 40 years old man, like he never married because he said he never find the right woman. Mm. And now he's blessed with two kids. So I uh, strongly believe that those three kids were sent for their fathers, not even for me. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. This is, I'm just, this is beautiful. I'm filled. Ooh, I'm overflowing <laughs> right now. I'm so sorry for the accent, though. And oh, <laughs> no, no, don't my bad English. Look, no. I'm from St. Louis. My, you pr- It may sound English to you, but I jack up some words. My accent tears me up <laughs> constantly. So. But at least you speak English. Just like <laughs> <laughs> I try, I try. <laughs> no, your English is good. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us and being so vulnerable and sharing your story. Hopefully our listeners are blessed and can relate. And yeah, that's all we have. I'm Sia Chekwa and this is my co-host. Alana Parks. Thank you all for tuning into our episode. It's not our typical length of the show, but we think everything that was said was so worth it. Don't forget to share, like, subscribe, and follow us on social media at Real Moms 2. That's T-O-O, not T-W-S. (laughs) Signing out. (laughs) Bye, guys.